We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. You're very welcome to the Woman to Woman Show here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, on this beautiful, sunny, glorious day here on the last day of March. Tomorrow is the first day of Easter and Easter Sunday is on Sunday and I'm really looking forward to the Easter eggs. I would like to thank my colleague Don Devlin for playing all the amazing tunes this afternoon and also to um, John Bergen. I was driving into the studio earlier today and I had the music full of listening to all the country tunes and don't forget you can tune in to my other colleague of the country and western um, music shows is on Joe Byrne on Sunday at Sunday uh, between 7 and 9 and on Monday night next week on Monday between um, 7 and 8.30 that is Joe Byrne and uh, Jim Bergen there and Joe Byrne I tell you I was doing the phones for him and he's people phoning from Australia he's people texting him and phoning from Germany and Nashville. So, uh, Joe Byrne is certainly uh, flying the highways here internationally and globally. And we're going to be talking about uh, today something very global. Because in studio, I have been really waiting and looking forward to speaking to my guest today. And that is Ireland's renowned sportswoman, Elaine Bradshaw, who represented Ireland winning three ladies golf championships championship trophies on three occasions in Rosslare in 1966, La Hinch in 1968 and in County Louth in 1971 which has really bittersweet um, memories for Elaine uh, with the tragedy of her passing of her father. We'll talk about that later on the programme. Elaine also captained an Irish team to Triple Crown Glory in the 80s, a Leinster selector and generally keeps in touch with all sports that she loves. And Elaine, you, Bradshaw, you're very welcome to the Woman to Woman Show. Thank you very much indeed. <coughs> I'm delighted to be here, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine, I'm just so in awe because you were a woman before your time, of well, I think. You were such a, a motivated woman and independent sportswoman who followed her dreams. That's very, very true. Um, I um, was kicking a ball around at the age, I suppose, about just when I was able to walk. I was kicking a ball around and always playing in in the street and uh, enjoying myself. And sport was one of the big things that I always thought I might be able to do something at the end. Well, you know, when, when I got about 12 or 13. Yes. <laughs> Literally. But um, no, I must say that I've had a fantastic time in my life. Um, both playing golf, you name it, I've tried it. Cricket, hockey, Cricket, tennis. Yes, you keep going there, that's quite <laughs> right. Badminton. <laughs> yes, squash and the lot. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm just, I'm delighted, and you're in studio wearing your green jacket that you wore for Ireland, and you were very proud um the Irish badge on you. Well, of course, who wouldn't yes. when I have it? Why leave it in the old, um, uh, uh, on an old hook somewhere in, in the house and yes. forget about it? It's one of the greatest things that one can have. And not many people really have it. And at my age, I'm very, very lucky to have such a lovely new one because I was given it when um, we won the Triple Crown really? by the um, Irish Ladies Golfing Union. 
And it's a great honour, isn't it, to represent your country and wear the green jersey and the green, oh. green jacket, isn't it? You've no idea how it feels in your heart when the Irish National Anthem starts. Wow. Uh, many's the person and myself have shed a tear because there we are, out there, hoping that we would be able to produce something good. Well, my sister wore the green jersey. She represented Ireland in Italy uh, with Eddie Mackin as her chef to keep in 1982 or 1981 in show jumping. Oh, so yeah. it was always a great pr- honour and proud for anyone to wear that green jersey. And oh. as you said, the, the horses even know the national anthem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they dance with the, uh, with the two front legs yeah. sometimes. <laughs> so... I'm really curious because, wow, you're such a renowned sports lady. You're known internationally and nationally. And every, every if you mention Elaine Bradshaw, I said, oh my gosh, what a wonderful and inspirational woman. Inspirational. You started, <laughs> as you said, golf balls, you've been kicking. You said to me, golf ball, uh, all boys, all balls are for kicking or throwing. That's right. Or hitting. Indeed. They're there to be hit. <laughs> and hard too. <laughs> you are renowned for your golf. We'll start off with your golf. Mm-hmm. As I said that you have, um, you are represented Ireland and you won three uh, golf, ladies golf championships uh, trophies three times. Well, how did it all begin? Where, where were you? How old were you? And who inspired you to actually start playing golf? Because it's a very male-dominated sport, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Heavens above. I mean, even to get um, to get out on a golf course, a woman or uh, me, a child, to hit a golf ball, heavens above, we would be told to go to the side and wait. And I have no idea now really what's, what's behind it. But yes, I started off at the age of um, 12 and I had this old rickety old club you see that is something that the people of today and the young people of today don't realize what they have got that we hadn't got i started off with this rickety old club and started swinging and dad told me how to hold it and that's how i started and um I wasn't allowed on the golf course. No. So I went on into the onto the a, a small practice fairway, and um, I started to hit this thing. I, I missed it more than I actually hit it, <laughs> but it was sticking up in my uh, my un, or just underneath my um, teeth there, yes. literally. And I couldn't swing the thing until Dad said, we'll bring that home now and what we'll do is cut the top off it. And uh, and we'll do it at the right size for you and we'll get on with it and you'll get on with that. But it was actually rusted at the end. Right. Now that's just telling you the way I, um, I started. And now you see the uh, fair play to them, well done. Girls... Uh, oh, young, very, very young girls going out with complete no. sets of golf course uh, clubs and golf balls. I had, I went out and found my own golf balls. And didn't you wash them as well? Oh, I spat on them as well, <laughs> divorced at times. But this was, this is the generation and everything else. What we had nothing to work with. 
but now to see what yes. they have and their advances as well in the different games it's not only of, uh, of uh, golf it's every sport and it's marvellous to see them out practicing or whatever they're doing kicking of a uh, kicking a ball around uh, watching the rugby and all that you know it's marvellous to see the participation in sport nowadays as to it was when myself and my friends that um, I got to know on the golf course and um, this is how it all sort of is all um, uh, coming true and don't forget they were being um, coached sure thank god my dad knew how to hold the club sure he played off well I wouldn't like to say but he played off a very nice handicap and um, he enjoyed his golf and he went off to play and then when he'd come back well he said how did you do did you hit a golf ball etc etc and I say I missed more than I could hit and so it went on like that so you were telling me because uh, yes. we met last week you were telling me your, your mother was a school teacher your father was an electrician correct. and he was also a tenor and a soloist and correct. your brother is a, uh, a PhD a doctor of music in St. Patrick's he is uh, oh gosh not in St. Patrick's no sorry no he's not no he 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 was an adjudicator oh right he was an adjudicator went over uh, all over Ireland adjudicating at different uh, festivals and around so that that's what he was up to but he did teach for quite some time okay. in Mount Temple Golf School um, Mount Temple School in just outside oh, Dublin. Dublin so you were telling me too. Your father used to play the golf, mm-hmm. and you used to watch him and and watch everybody else play golf. And you, then right. you go in the bushes and you pick up the golf balls, and then you go and wash them and oh, yes, things like yes. that. Oh yes, yes. we watch, or at least I'd watch there, and um, see who would put the ball into whatever um, was convenient for me to get. In yes. other words, but we trained the dog. Dad and myself trained the dog. And he had the sniff then for golf balls. <laughs> but he had a lovely... He never bit a golf ball. He always just had it nicely in his mouth and you just take it off him like that. He was a gem. Duke was his name. Duke. So, you were, your father bought you your, your first golf. He gave you his second-hand golf uh, clubs. Uh, club. Two. Club. That's right. And you started at age of 12. That's right. So tell us from age of 12 with your father, as you said, and he cut the, the golf club down so you could, you could hit yes. it, so you weren't going to hit your chin and That's your right. teeth. Yep. Tell us then, how did it evolve to become such an internationally re- renowned uh, sportswoman? Hard work. Uh-huh. Hard work. And tuition that we got uh, later on when we got about, four, 30, about 15 years of age. 15, 16 years of age, uh, we got tuition. And it was absolutely fantastic uh, from a, a, a professional golfer. And uh, he was usually in, in the a golf uh, a club, a member of, of the, well, he was the head pro in the golf clubs. So that was up in Port Rush. We'll come to that in a, in a couple of minutes. And um, you, in Ellen Park, 
golf club. Over four years, you won four vouchers to be collected from Guyanese. And, and behind the counter, when you went down to collect your voucher, oh, right. you I met one of Ireland's greatest, greatest golfers behind the counter, and that yeah. was Phil Garvey. Absolutely. I was scared stiff going into it. And I mean scared stiff going into this lady who was a British Open champ, you name it, she had had it. Nobody but nobody will ever beat the number of um, uh, the number of championships that she won. Also in England, America, she was adored in America, I can tell you that. Wow. But what a player. In later life um, uh, of my golf, well, uh, that's not true, when I was about 18, 19, um, she called me over one day after bringing in one of these um, uh, things that I won. And uh, she said, Elaine, I would like to be able to see you at some stage and um, help you. And uh, she said, I'm a member of um, Clontarf uh, Golf Club and um, I would go out there with you as, as a, a junior and I'll help you. Lovely. So that's how I really met her and she helped me no end in the game. And and then she also phoned selectors, didn't she? Said that you, she would like to give you 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 to have some coaching. Was that correct? Well, she was coach. She was the coach. She was the coach. She she was a fabulous. She turned pro. Uh huh. And uh, she was able to teach around golf wow, clubs. Wow, that's in amazing Ireland. to have um, an internationally renowned woman, a golf golfer, to actually she was everything, coach yes. you at the, at, at the very young age. Yeah. And then you went up to Port Rush. Tell us about that, the Port Rush, Rush uh, Golf Club up in County Antrim, up in my, con- my God's country up north. Uh, <laughs> Fair yes, And yes. Uh, tell us about how you got to go to Port, uh, Port Rush Golf Club with your, your best friend. Yes, um, both of us, Ita, uh, Ita Butler and myself, Ita Burke and myself, were chosen from... Um, Ireland, from uh, the south of Ireland, to go to Port Rush to be coached by one of the greatest uh, people, uh, men that coached in Ireland. And we had the privilege, now we were very, we were what, about 16, 16 years of age or so? Yeah, around that. And I remember the two of us meeting at the railway station in Dublin and getting the train up. I've had the train up and there was only the two of us. There was nobody with us. So we had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> now it's, uh, I won't say. But lo and behold, um, uh, we went up and we got up to Belfast and we were collected there and we got the train up to um up to Port uh, up to Port, Port Rush, Rush yeah. and from there we met all the other girls, but they were from the north. Uh-huh. There were about eight, seven, eight of the girls from the north, and just Ita and myself, and we were brought up to this lovely um, house where we were going to stay. The two of us were staying together with um, a farmer. And his um, his uh, sister, 
And lo and behold, did Nita see, I hope she'd never hear this, <laughs> my gosh, or the selectors, and we'd never be last out again. Nita <laughs> saw a horse in the back, uh, the back uh, field. So she said to the, the very nice gentleman uh, that we were staying with and his sister, um, do you own that horse? And she said, yes, um, I do. Why, would you like to ride it? Um, I'd love to have a go on it, she said, love to. But she was, she was having um, a, 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 what do you call it? Um, she was studying the horses and everything else and riding in uh, different, I don't know what you call them, there's a word for Equine it. Equine schools? Or uh, something yeah. like that. And she was learning how to ride. So eventually, anyway, he got round to saying, well, tonight we'll have the ride. So off we went down to the strand. Now, I'd never been on a horse before, can you imagine? And it's a big, long strand in Port Rush. That's the very, yes. very place now you can imagine <laughs> the lengths of it. So um, he had it all put together and the, um, everything around him and his... Don't ask me the techniques of it. But he had it all ready and um, in position. So Isha threw her leg over, no problem at all. I was woof, trying to get the old leg over and to sit on this little thing. So Isha made off at about, I would like to say, about 30 miles an hour. And she go, 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 go. <laughs> and here was me. What will I do? My horse wants to keep up with that horse. <laughs> I was scared. But lo and behold... What happened to me didn't uh, well, the thing that I was sitting on the shadow. went to the right oh. and he was uh, hanging off <laughs> like an idiot. The girth was loose so the shadow oh. went down the side. Oh yes, right down the side and he was uh, hanging my life. <laughs> <laughs> if only the selectors had seen us or otherwise, no wonder they sent out then people with <laughs> <laughs> with the next crowd that went out. <laughs> But this is the fun that we had. Yes. It was fun, it was great, and by Goris, we learnt a lot. And, and you had fun while us. you were doing it. Absolutely. And that's what it was all about. Um, and the enjoyment we got out of it, of all sport. Mm-hmm. Not only horse riding, how are you? And it must have been for two young girls uh, going off at 16 to Portrush uh, Golf Club, course, Club. It must have been a big, big thing back then. Actually, it was, because don't, don't forget, we were the sole representatives, mm-hmm. uh, representatives of the South. And the other girls were the representatives of the North. Mm-hmm. But when we came together, we were a team, mm-hmm. if you understand. Yes. And we were... We would go out and play a few holes and we'd be playing with the North of Ireland crowd. Oh, we were all together. We had great fun together. And we, we had very many friends after that. And it was through our whole career. It wasn't just there. The it was friends. through the whole career. Yeah. And you studied at Wesley College in Dublin. Yes. And you stayed there until you were fifth year, where you, where you were the junior and golf and senior golf player. And you, you uh, on the teams there. 
the captain. Oh, yes, the captain? on the hockey team. On the hockey team, sorry. On the sorry. hockey team, on the yes. hockey team. Yeah. And your best friend, Pat Jones, was Pat an James. international... Pat James. was uh, an international golfer as well. She was. I think she, yeah, I think she was, yes. Mm-hmm. And she the, was, of course. Yes. And then you went on to Ling College, uh, where you became a PE teacher. And in Ling College, you had to um, participate in all sports. So tell us about Wesley College and how you got on the hockey team and you represented uh, the college in both ju- junior and senior. That's correct. And we won the cup each time. And in fact, I was captain again of the teams that won the cup. Amazing. You're, you're such a wonderful sports person. I mean, you have really set... I'm so in awe of all the sports women back in the before even before my time because and I'm 54 because you set that you set the pathway and you showed us the women of today how to actually go out there and be competitive in a very male dominated sport yes oh but the enjoyment we got out of it mm-hmm. I honestly don't think the players of practically any sport now it's very difficult they're putting too much pressure on themselves and not enjoying and enjoying being the word the achievement sport and well the achievement will come if they put the work into Into it it. yes so you're a great so before you even left school you were a sportswoman to be reckoned with you were you were well known I would say nationally for your golf and then for your hockey in Wesley well for the golf for the hockey yes but I did play golf and it was very very difficult to get the two working together thank goodness the hockey was the winter uh-huh. and you see the golf is the golf was more summer. So you could combine but you the still had to work hard. at the game. Yes. There and then. You just wouldn't say, oh well um, I'm going to play hockey and forget about golf. Oh no, you had to keep that up as well. And very training. much so. And we're going back to golf. You, you also said to me when you were very young, you had to learn the etiquette in golf. That's very, very strict. much so. And in fact, it was Eileen Rose's mother. I was playing against her in Port Rush, in fact, in the Irish Championship, I think it was. And um, I got into what I thought was um, a rabbit scrape. Now, the mother, with the, uh, um, Mrs. McDade, was at the far side of the um, of the fairway and I was on the left hand side and I shouted across this is so and so I think I am in um, a scrape would you come and just verify it for me and she turned round and she said this is a game of Oh, it won't come to me. This is a game. Oh, my Lord, it's left me. It'll come back. It'll come back. And, um, no, isn't that dreadful? No, that happens to me all the time. And um, she said, and you remember that for the rest of your life. It's whatever you say 
is the truth. You know, right. that you don't... That's the way it was played in our time. If you're in a, if you're in a group, you're in a group. all type of referees yes. now on the golf course and all over the place to help help you out in a, in, in a situation like that. I didn't know where I stood with regard to it. I knew if it was a rabbit scrape, I could drop it. But I wanted to get it certified before I would put my big foot in it, which I would do many times. <laughs> That um, that was the situation as it uh, as it came out with. We're going to take a short commercial break, but sure. we'll still be in conversation with the internationally renowned sportswoman um, here in Ireland, uh, Elaine Bradshaw. So do stay tuned. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, eighty-eight point seven FM. You're very welcome back to the Woman to Woman show with me, Roisin Clerk. I am talking to Irish sportswoman, internationally renowned Elaine Bradshaw. Elaine, we have a text message in from my colleague Joseph Byrne. He said, Roisin, it's a fantastic interview with Elaine. Elaine is a great woman for Kilkenny. I say hello from Joseph Byrne. Oh, very, very many thanks. I'm just... Uh, but I'm really en- enjoying it and uh, we're having a good time and a good chat about uh, the golf and other sport. Yes, and he also says that um, you, you, would re- you would remember him from the pitching pot in Lacken. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the ball go? <laughs> <laughs> Elaine, yes. as we said, you went to Wesley College, you, you represented Ireland in, in hockey and in, in golf. But you went then on to um, Lynn College and you, you qualified as a PE teacher. That's right. But you had to, when you went to Lynn College, you had to play all the sports. That's correct, yes. Then when you qualified as a PE teacher, you went on to teach in the... Diocesan. Diocesan Girls School. School. Yeah, and tell us about that. actually Masonic as well. I did a few hours in Masonic. Yes. Uh, to help the girls and funny mother taught in Masonic as well did she? Well, yeah she used to teach in, well she's gone now but um, what subjects did your mum teach? Irish wow. English French languages wow very yeah, linguistic so she was very gifted <gasps> very gifted woman and and um, I learnt all her Irish down with uh, Kruger Kavna and um and um, the other lady, well-known Irish lady down there, and stayed with her in the house down during the summer breaks. Lovely. Yeah. So you were telling me as well that even though you were representing Ireland and you were working as a PE teacher, professional PE teacher in the schools, that when you went away and had to to represent your Ireland, Island in the green jersey, an ambassador for women's sport, that you also had to pay a sub-teacher out of your own salary to uh, fill in for you while you were representing Ireland. That is totally correct. Sure, I was penniless at times. (laughs) (laughs) When I'd be coming back, I'd sit on anything hoping it would hatch. (laughs) No, it was very difficult. It was, but thank goodness I had great parents and uh, they sacrificed one heck of an amount on on me uh, to get to where I got. And um, it's just incredible to think that the work that they put in to help me and to buy my golf clubs and 
etc. And uniform. Well, no, we yes. to pay for uniforms. The uniforms right. were given to us. But still, no, you had to get golf balls and everything And you had else. to live. Oh, you had to live too. And you had to travel. Oh, gosh, don't talk. <laughs> don't talk. So you don't. left... You, I want to go back to... So let's talk about your championships. Your, you know, the trophies and the championships. Oh. That you, you, like, you know, gosh, amazing. So tell us, you won the um, Ladies Golf tr- uh, tr- Champion Trophy on three occasions, Correct. as I said in yes. the intro. In Rosler in 1966. La Hinch in 1968. And then in County Loud in 1971. That, that was a very bittersweet memory for you because... Tell us about that. Yes, that was very, very difficult, in fact. Um, I played the 18 holes, and it was 18 holes, and it was a tremendous match. It was a tremendous match. I came off, uh, uh, came off the green, and everybody was around, throwing their arms around me, saying, well done, and this, that, and the other. And I kept saying, Where's Dad? Where's Mum? Where, where is he? And with that, my boss, Jim Fitzgibbon, he had a big sports shop in Dublin, and I was his rep for t- nearly 25 years, doing the whole of Ireland. Uh, that's what I was up to as well. But in any case, um, I saw him coming across with a, fel- uh, with a very good friend of mine. And... Um, I said, what the hell are they coming across? Jim Fitzgibbon, what's, I, I suppose he came up for the final, but where's mum and dad? And the lads, my two brothers. And he said to me, Elaine, I think we ought to go home. But I said, the presentation, why is there something? Go up and make your speech. And come, um, I think we will just go, uh, go home immediately. So I got up and I don't know what I'd said or otherwise, I, I was just speechless. And um, when I was finished anyway, um, came along, uh, they came along and said, your dad isn't well and we feel that you should go back to the house as soon as possible. Not knowing that he was actually in hospital when he died. So. This all came within a blow after winning the Irish Championship. Oh, I didn't settle for a long time after that. It was just, it hit me. You didn't play much golf after that either? No, I just couldn't go out with a golf club or couldn't do a thing. I needed a good kick <laughs> to, get, to get out and start enjoying it again. And then as you were saying... Hard. That you went around then, and uh, as 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 a, um, a sports equipment rep around Ireland. That's right. Yes, and I had the life of Riley. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about the life of Riley, you also had what? many a dinner and played many a ro- uh, rounds of golf with President Hillary Clinton. Uh, Hillary, um, President Paddy Hillary, Hillary. Yeah. Hillary. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Many's the time and the fun that we had in Port Barnock. Uh, I have no idea. And the language was, I learned so much Irish. (laughs) (laughs) If you know what I mean. (laughs) It was another language they were using. Oh, yes. And um, 
We had great fun, that's all I could say. We, yeah. we had great fun. Uh, we got great satisfaction out hitting a good shot. <laughs> I won't say about the other shots. <laughs> but um, and he usually had somebody of... Um, somebody well up in God only knows Vi- what all country. the VIPs and ambassadors and, and then he, yeah. went, he, he he asked me out many many times to Port Marnock wow. and to play with him so it was great fun great so fun. not only did you wear the green jersey for, and represent Ireland and the green jacket but you also played golf with our president and had dinner and met many diplomats and VIPs how many people can say that? oh this was um the um, the VIPs now, which the very important people, you know, the people who yeah, who, who was yeah. with President Hillary when you, when oh, you were playing golf, yeah, yeah. Um, oh gosh, uh, he had the representatives of many of the countries mm. over. Well, to be honest, I. I couldn't pronounce them all <laughs> the names because it was another language that they were speaking. Yes, and um, well, but it, was, it must have been some some life for you back then. Uh, it really, must have been really wonderful for a woman, a sportswoman, an independent lady like yourself, to have just follow her dream and be able to actually even play golf and have dinner with, with the president Hillary of oh, Ireland. Yes, yep. So. Tell us then, you uh, you saw the then you you were um, travelling around Ireland selling yeah. sports equipment, right. and you tell us a story about you went into Cork to a oh, um, yes. to a sports shop a down sports there. Tell shop. us about that story. Yeah, um, Jim Fitzgibbon asked me to join his. I was teaching at the time, and he said, "I think you'd enjoy it." So. Um, uh, because it, they had all the sports, everything you could think of in the sports line, he sold. But now I was selling it on the road and I got a car as well, Ooh. which was even greater. But um, my first call was in Cork. And um, I don't like mentioning the gentleman's name because his sister, oh no, I won't say about that yet. <laughs> But lo and behold, anyway, I went in and I introduced myself as Elaine Bradshaw. And um, he turned to me and said, hmm, you sports? Well, I said, do you know what you can do? Blame your sister. She taught me in Ling. <laughs> <laughs> well, the mortification on his face was something else. Yes. But we were the best of friends after that. I even stayed with his wife and himself in their house. I went out sailing with them. Who wouldn't have taken a job like that? I'm telling you. From from having dinner with President Hillary and then going out sailing in Cork. Wow, that's the life. <laughs> and did he, and it was. Too. It was the life, it was wasn't too. it? And then what brought you to Kilkenny? Because you used to come here, as you, you told me, in selling the sports equipment and playing in Kilkenny Golf Club. That's right. And an honorary member there too, might I add. But um, how it happened was that in a lot of the places I knew somebody in the, the, the houses around and um, they'd say, Elaine, stay with me or, or stay or with a friend or stay in the hotel, they're friends of ours 
and that's how I did it because um, I made friends uh, through the golf and through other sport and um, I'd stay with them so it was saving Jim, uh, uh, Jim Fitzgibbon money too rather than staying in a hotel and a hotel can be very very lonely it can be and cold and clinical because I had a nasty experience the first hotel the Metropole Hotel I'll never forget it the first time I walked into a hotel on my own that's very daunting for any young yes, woman, isn't but it? Yes, it's what happened. And then, so then you stayed with um, with uh, Margaret Tynan. Oh yes, yes and that's yes. so then that that's then that's right. you stayed in Kilkenny then. Yes, stayed and stayed there and uh, enjoyed myself. I had the golf course, and I had the golf course also in um, all practically all the other golf uh, clubs that I would go to selling the equipment they'd say the pro would say come on you have a couple of hours come on we'll have a game and that's how it went and now you love fishing your father was a great fisherman and now you love fishing you love your garden you love growing organic vegetables and walking your dog that's right yes indeed I do everything like that but the pleasure that I get out of fishing is something else and I have a lovely photograph of myself with two lovely big salmon. Pity I didn't bring it earlier, oh, and um, that I caught on the one day. On the one day? Oh yeah, on the one day. And um, oh, the f- oh gosh, to try. They were as nearly as big as myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll never forget it. Down in, um, I got them down in uh, Golden in Tipperary. Oh yes, down uh, in Golden. Yes, where I used to do a lot of fishing and still an, and an honorary member an of honorary the fishing member. club. Yes. You know, you know, um, Elaine, when more and more I talk to you, we're going to get you on again in, in the future. There's a lot of text messages coming in here. Um, we have Mary Fitzpatrick, your good friend Mary Fitzpatrick, former mayor of ah, Kilkenny and County Councillor. Mary Fitzpatrick, my Fitzpatrick says a very formative programme, Roshan. Well done both to Elaine and yourself. And we all, we spoke about uh, President Pat, Paddy Hillary. And Miles Kavner said, Evening, Roshan. We're out here in the front garden and tuned in listening to Elaine Bradshaw. Oh, and then we have another text message coming in and says, um, Enjoying the chat with Elaine. Wonderful reminiscence. What an interesting life she has. And that is from both Penny and Jim, Jim Kavner. I think that oh, uh, J- uh, Penny and Jim with the um, with the, the children from... Oh, That's God. right, The children yes. from... Uh, I've known them since I was... We'll have one of them moments now. <laughs> Yes, so I think that Penny and Jim are also friends of one of my friends, uh, Mary Cochran as well. Yes, yeah, the text messages are coming in. But you know, I want, I'm, you're a lady before your time. And a very competitive, independent lady. And sport gives young, young women and young men nowadays confidence, doesn't it? Oh, that's, you know, but they must have the love of it too. Yes. And where there's help, accept it. With in golf now, for instance, somebody might see something different. You know what they know about it. Listen to them. Take it in. Think about it before you would say that wouldn't suit me. But 
be thankful that they have noticed something in you in, in whatever it might be and that goes in all areas of your life doesn't it oh absolutely absolutely listen listen and take it in what um, I read in the newspaper here in my notes what would you say your favourite memory would be of um, your career oh my lord I was googling it and I thought well I I, I I tell you one of the things was being captain of the Irish golf team and winning the triple crown that was one of my biggest moments and where was that was it France? It was in England. England? Yeah, it was in England. Wow. And you also said that uh, another memorable moment for you, you recalled another, was the French Ladies Open Championship in oh. Mont- Montfontaine, excuse my pronunciation, yes, in I 1969. Was, that's right, indeed. Uh, Lacoste. Lacoste. She was one of the world's greatest women golfers. And what a lovely lady. She was captain, actually, of the um, the French team when they were over here playing in the... Um, this, um, when all the teams get together, the English, Irish and whatnot, you know, play. Uh, uh, but um, what an extraordinary lady to see her hitting the ball. So we were only toddling after her, literally toddling after her. She was mighty, her swing. And when she won here in Ireland, she went over, and in fact, she beat me. She was playing against her, yeah. But she went over to America and, and won the American Open Championship over there. Well, yes. you said she's an extraordinary lady. I think you are an extraordinary yeah. lady sitting right in front of me and representing Ireland and very proudly wearing your green jacket, which you wore, Absolutely. representing our, our wonderful nation. Well, I thank you very much indeed for a wonderful chat. <laughs> well, Elaine, you're going to come it's in again with relaxing. us someday. It's yes. very relaxing, I must say. Oh, I'm delighted. And you've made it so. Oh, thank you. asking me the different things and made it so easy for me. And I was very relaxed. Oh, well, I'm delighted. And that's the intention of all of us here off at Community Radio. Well, is there you are. We're just like two ladies sitting around having a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd love to have you on more often going forward in the future, talking oh, about different subjects and topics sacred. and issues. <laughs> well, thank you very much indeed. Elaine Bradshaw, it is an honour for me to be interviewing you as such a wonderful, renowned, inspirational Irish woman. Oh, thank you very much indeed. I've never heard anything like this before. (laughs) (laughs) But I thank you and very well done. Oh, well, thank you and same to you. And thank you for being such a wonderful representative and sports ambassador for Ireland too. No problem at all. We're going to go for a short commercial break, but after that we'll be talking to Ian Downing from Purple Cloud uh, Lavender and he will also be telling us about the wonderful, exciting news that he'll be talking to Nationwide tomorrow on the parade in Kilkenny. Do stay tuned. And Eileen, Elaine Bradshaw will be staying with us until the end, I hope. <laughs> we are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. 
You're very welcome back to the Woman to Woman show here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Before we go to Ian Dowling, um, Elaine Bradshaw would like to actually wish somebody very well, Elaine, wouldn't you? Yes, please. That's okay. Yes. I'd like to congratulate um, uh, the Parr family on um, Mark being chosen for the British and Irish golf team. Wow. Uh, to play America. Uh, um, later on in the year and we all from I'm sure Kilkenny wish him all the very very best Thank you so much indeed Elaine and very well congratulations there On the phone now we have Ian Downing from Purple Cloud Ian you're very welcome to the Woman to Woman show Thank you very much indeed Roisin Ian you have wonderful news for tomorrow you have you have the uh, Nationwide coming down to interview you on the parade uh, tomorrow tell us about that yeah, we're, I suppose we're very lucky, Edna, for accepting to do a, a little bit on us there, Roisin, and they're coming there to the parade of Kilkenny, and sure, look, that's good for all the other stall holders, along with ourselves, and for Kilkenny itself, putting us back on the map a little bit. Um, then they're coming out to Tullerone out there, where we have the bees and things out there in Tullerone, and they're doing a bit there, and they're also then, they're, they're putting a thing together on... Uh, us growing it and all our works in Bulgaria as well so I said it'll be fairly interesting enough and looking good how far we've gone so far and we're delighted that they're making the effort to come to us there in Kilkenny tomorrow and you know sure like it could be the start for us and it's going to be an amazing start for you because I think your, your your whole business has gone from strength to strength. Ian, and the most wonderful thing is we're not allowed to mention prices here on Community Radio, but there's definitely, definitely a wonderful um, 50% reduction into your um, business on all your products tomorrow on the parade. So if anyone's... And that's down to a, a particular time between what time tomorrow should everybody go down? Look, come here, it's going to be very hard to penalise people if they get held up and have them rushing with one, anyone crashing or anything. As I says, but look, any time between half eleven there on onwards, you know what I mean. With Dave might be starting to film from about half eleven onwards. So look, you know, uh, I don't think we'll be too bad. I'd say we'll probably it could work out to be half price all day. Now, to be honest, just for the people, wonderful. They've been so good to supporters, and just for any city ourselves, we want to make it a, a special occasion, like for all the, for all of us there on the parade. So we want Kenny to stand out and look good and you know, on the TV, so, like, we'd be very welcome to get the crowds there, and not too much, but when they come, just keep their distance as well, just make it look like it's a, a popular little market. A social distance welcome. Yeah, oh, look, you know, we just have to do it just for the sake, or it'll be, you know, it's just, it'll probably just bring up a few problems, you know. Well, I have to say, because uh, I got a lovely hamper from you, is that, you know, the, the lavender pouches with the loose lavender, it is helping me sleep at night because all I do now is because you know I have insomnia. I shake the the pouch in the little bag and uh, the aroma of the lavender, and I put it on my pillow and I sleep now, going to a nice deep sleep. You know, look, Roshan, um You know, our lavender is a real, real oil type, so it's going to be very, very strong. Like you pinch to pinch them and you burst the seeds, and I'm like you're going to get the good good smell of lavender from them because look, we, the the two plants that we grow is the top, top quality lavender. We don't get big litres of oil, but we do have the quality. And the quality is there that, you know, it's just the strength is, it, like, everybody's coming back and saying it was like, you know, they, they're they amazed, like, how, how long lasts. And even to put a little bit on their hand and they're three days later, they can smell it. So that'll tell you how pure 
Well, unfortunately, because we had technical difficulties on our end getting to you, we have to leave it there because Frank Tynan's coming on next with Kilkenny today. We'll all be down there between 11.30 and uh, half one tomorrow to wish you luck with Nationwide and everybody get down there for the whole day to get to get a really good uh, price on yeah. your lavender. Uh, it, thank you very much and like thanks to everybody there this morning to be very welcome there tomorrow and just make things look good for Kilkenny City itself anyway. Ian Darling, as always, it's a wonderful pleasure speaking to you and the very best of luck. Thank you very much indeed, Roisin. Thank you so much, Ian Downing from Purple Clouds. Until uh, next week, it's a goodbye from me. Stay well and stay safe. I want to thank my guest, Elaine Bradshaw, today. Goodbye. Welcome to uh, Frank Tining after the break. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City 88.7 FM.